0: Everyone is John and Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985 Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And this week is minute 52, but it's also a special week in the history of our podcast. It is the one year anniversary of this very podcast. We've been discussing this movie every week for an entire year and nothing else has happened whatsoever in the past year besides this podcast right
1: this is the only thing that matters nothing else matters
0: <laughs> it's been a wild year but i'm very thankful we've had this podcast like momentarily take our minds and hopefully maybe your minds off of the outside Welt. world for a few minutes every week
1: i i am extremely impressed with us uh, that for an entire year we have put up an episode every single Wednesday we haven't been late by a day we haven't missed a week we have been 100% consistent we may have been like an hour or two later than our normal like 7:30 live time but other than that we've been right on schedule and that is pretty darn impressive for the
0: two of us <laughs> And you've been doing an amazing job editing all these episodes.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: You, you make my ramblings coherent. So not only does this mean that it's the one-year anniversary of this very podcast, but mm-hmm. if you're listening to this episode on the day it goes live, you're listening to this episode on Christmas to Eve.
1: Right. So Merry Christmas to Eve, everyone. <laughs>
0: This is the second Christmas 2 we've been able to spend with you.
1: I know, that's very special.
0: <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead too much. I always say that, and yeah. I always do anyway. Yes. But do you think Beezy would have kept numbering it after Christmas 2, and then we'd have Christmas 3 and Christmas 4?
1: Well, they would need a trilogy, you know, and then it would end up being a series. So I don't know. I don't know what how far he would have gone. Though, I mean, I, well, probably just a trilogy, right? Because you'd have regular Christmas, Christmas 2 in March, probably the trilogy in, like, what would you say, July, for Christmas in July. And then it would be Christmas time again. So probably just those.
0: <laughs> yeah, Beezy would probably keep it going.
1: Yeah, just for those three Christmases, though. So it would be a Christmas trilogy.
0: So anyway, I hope everybody has sent their small unmarked bills to our Uncle BZ <laughs> in the hopes that Patch delivers
1: whatever it is.
0: I don't know what what year. it would be—a a lollipop that would make us fly into the heavens. But let's get into minute fifty-two, mm-hmm. and we have a lot to talk about this week. This is this is a fairly good-sized minute, according to my notes.
1: <laughs> he has. So I have many come pages. prepared.
0: So our minute begins as Santa and Joe are in Santa's sleigh, flying over New York City. Joe is looking over the side of the sleigh in awe, and then Santa cheerfully says... Nice to meet you, Joe! We next see a beautiful shot of the New York City skyline and the miniature prop sleigh flying across it, and the sleigh flies between two buildings. One of them is the Essex House, a luxury hotel at 160 Central Park South in Midtown Manhattan at the southern border of Central Park. I knew that just by looking at the screen. I did not look that up online.
1: Mm -hmm. I I knew that it was right by Central Park because it is the only (laughs) patch of woods in all of New York City. But um, I didn't know where it was located. So that was nice. And what's the other building?
0: Well, I, I still have some more about the Essex House.
1: Okay, well, you can continue, but what's the other building?
0: The other building is the Hampshire House at 150 Central Park South. It contains 155 apartments on 36 floors.
1: Okay, okay, continue on to the Essex House, now that you told me what the other one was. The
0: ownership of the building has changed hands a few times over the years. It's currently a Marriott property. So its current name is the J.W. Marriott Essex House. And it has that famous sign on the top that you can see from the the opposite angle in this shot of the movie. You can mostly see the word house.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you can see the whole thing. But uh, it's every time I have seen this sign on this building, the Essex house, it's always been from the back. I don't know if I've ever seen it from the front.
0: (laughs) It opened in 1931 and is 44 stories tall with 426 Art Deco styled rooms, 101 suites and 147 condominium residences. Once again, I just pulled that out of my memory.
1: Uh, sure you did.
0: <laughs> and, of course, the roof has the distinctive red neon rooftop sign, which, of course, we were just talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Ben, what time of night do you think this scene is taking place? Because there seems to be an awful lot of cars on the road for it to being too late on Christmas Eve.
1: Well, you know, okay, so let's let's think about this for one second here. Okay. Now, look how light the sky is right now in this movie and then you know obviously it's light so that you can see where you're at but it is quite light and um on december 24th it is dead winter and that is the shortest time to see daylight in new york you know in anywhere but in new york the suns probably start setting Around 4.30 in the afternoon. So this, looking at the lightness of the sky, I would say this is just about dinner time. But I think that that is probably not what the movie wants you to think. You know, I'm, I'm sure they want it to be a lot later. Because usually when you look at Santa trackers and everything, he usually ends up around your place around 10 or 11 at night. So he should be there around 10 or 11 at night. But looking at the sky, it's really light. And with the sunset, I would say it's probably closer to 5.
0: Well, I'm sure in the production of this movie, they probably had to film these New York sky scenes with a helicopter, Mm -hmm. like a full-size helicopter with a camera dangling out. Right. Probably right at dusk because I'm sure New York wouldn't sign off on, okay, fly this around apartment buildings and hotels at, you know, whatever. One thirty mm-hmm. in the morning. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's just funny seeing all these cars going all over the bridges and over the roads and stuff. It's like, man, it is one busy Christmas Eve for the mm-hmm. middle of the night in New York City.
1: Well, I mean, this is the city that never sleeps.
0: True, I suppose.
1: But yeah, I mean the cars really didn't didn't mean anything to me. You know, you can see all the cars and stuff because um New York is pretty busy even at nighttime. You know, but it, I think it's the it's the brightness of the shot that really kind of messes things up for me. They could have tried to darken it a little, maybe, to make it like it was a little bit darker at night. Because the sky is way too blue for it to be 10 o'clock at night in December.
0: Santa's making no effort to be, like, stealthy. It's like, I don't want people to no. see me. He's, like, flying by windows. Like, people could have looked out their windows at that hotel and be like, Did you just see Santa's sleigh go by?
1: Well, you know, I mean, it could go right back to the fact that we don't know if adults can see Santa.
0: Joe now says... <laughs> wow, neat! I did I make him do it! Oh, just like a horse and buggy! Pull the reins! Now, initially I was going to give, be sarcastic, and give Santa a hard time. It's like, oh, Santa, because every 12-year-old in 1983 knows how to operate a horse and buggy. But then I stopped to think about it. Well, you know, horse and buggy rides are, like, a very touristy thing to do in New York City Central Park. So Joe would at least be familiar with that aspect. So how would you take it? Santa being out of touch or Santa using the Central Park horse and buggies as, like, a uh, reference for Joe?
1: I think Santa just got lucky (laughs) (laughs) that... Joe would know what that is due to the Central Park horse and buggy rides that you see. Um, I don't think that Santa was thinking really like, oh, it's just a horse to buggy. Like if I got behind a sleigh and someone was like, oh, it's just like a horse to buggy. I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I would take the reins, but I wouldn't know anything other than like, okay, now what do I do? You know what I mean?
0: It would be like if uh, our son asked how to record something and you'd go oh just like a VCR. He'd right. be like,
1: "What are you uh-huh. talking about?" <laughs> a what?"
0: <laughs> we do learn that holding the reins together make them go higher according to Santa. Mm-hmm. Both together to make them go higher. Joe then asks, "Can they do anything you want?" "Oh yes." And then he pauses for a second and says, "Anything except the super duper looper." Well, anything except the Super Duper Looper
1: Which you know means That they're going to have to do the Super Duper Looper Just to show what that is
0: Now, I have a lot to say about this Especially after watching this minute As many times as I have taking these notes (laughs) Santa is kind of a jerk If you stop and think about it Mm. Watch the very mention Of the word Super Duper Looper frightens poor Donner. He's like, Bruh! He knows what's about to happen. Santa has clearly traumatized this animal. How many attempts at the super-duper-looper Christmas after Christmas as this poor animal had to endure? And Santa obviously knows it bothers Donner. So why does he keep doing it? I feel bad for this reindeer.
1: I do, too. I do, too. In In the book it kind of goes, it says, uh, I've been trying for years, you know, to do the super duper looper." Prancer and dancer looked at each other as the same thought passed through their minds. Here we go again. (laughs) So obviously they've done it so many times that even the reindeer know what is coming. (laughs) Like,
0: But you can tell Donner is freaked out at the very mention of the word Super Duper Looper.
1: That's just because Donner is an acrophobic.
0: And on top of that, the Super Duper Looper serves no purpose other than for Santa's own amusement, as far as I can tell.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. So he's just torturing Donna for- Donna. (laughs) My main accent came out. He's just torturing Donner for no reason.
0: It seems so cruel. I know. Behind Santa and Joe, we can see the Pan Am Building, which is located at 200 Park Avenue near Grand Central Terminal in Midtown Manhattan. It was built in 1963 and was, obviously, the headquarters of, the well, the then headquarters of Pan American Airlines. The MetLife Insurance Company bought the building in 1981 and used it for their headquarters. Now, when I read that paragraph on Wikipedia, I was very confused. It's like, wait a second. If MetLife bought this building in 1981, what's the Pan Am lettering still doing in there? Pan Am originally occupied 15 floors of the building. That's a 59-story skyscraper. And it remained Pan Am's headquarters even after MetLife bought the building. And, of course, eventually, shortly after this movie was filmed, in the early 90s, Pan Am ceased operations, and MetLife removed the Pan Am signage in September of 1992. It is now, it it now has the MetLife sign and known as the MetLife building. So if Santa and Joe flew by that today, you'd see MetLife lettering.
1: That must be a hard job. I would not want it. To go up on the top of these skyscrapers and change the name every time a business changes hands.
0: Well, it doesn't seem to happen too often. (laughs) And those letters must be huge. You don't think of how big, like, the Kmart K or the Toys R Us R is until you see it pried off the building and, like, sitting in a dumpster in the parking lot.
1: Yeah, like, they obviously had to have used a crane or something. Hmm. Anyway, continue on.
0: (laughs) And this has sort of become an iconic shot of the movie, It was used for a widely used publicity photo to promote the movie, so it's appeared multiple times, multiple places. There's an animated GIF of them flying by this building, one of the very few Santa Claus movie-related GIFs that you can use on Twitter, unless we make our own. And it was used on the souvenir movie passes that Ben won as a prize at the time we saw Santa Claus the Movie in the theater in... 2019, way back in the day. Yep. Ben, do you remember the trivia question that you had to answer to win those movie passes? Yes,
1: they wanted to know what the name of the elves were, the the little people.
0: The, in the the girl, the poor girl who had to go in and read the trivia questions was very relieved that you knew the yes. answer because she had no idea what this word was. She was only like fourteen years old, I wanna say.
1: She didn't want she didn't know how to say it, so she was so happy that someone answered <laughs> the question correctly. <laughs> Which it was so easy. I mean, Vendigum, come on, who doesn't know that? I mean, I guess if you're fourteen and you never heard of the movie before, then probably, but
0: I knew the answers to all the questions, but I was too shy. Like, mm-hmm. they asked, like, um, who played Santa Claus in this movie? And nobody in the theater answered the question. <laughs> I, I Part of me wanted to be like a Smarty Pants and go Tim <laughs> Allen. And, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I got to answer one of these questions. So I answered one.
0: So you get the two free movie passes, and they have that. Yep. That still of Santa and Joe in the sleigh going by the Pan Am building in the background, and they were they were too nice. We couldn't ever redeem them So you framed them. But now yep. you. But now. Thanks, now I can't. Now, yeah. Now, <laughs> thanks to COVID, that chain of movie theaters has now gone out of business. So you couldn't redeem <laughs> those if you wanted to.
1: No. So it's a good thing that I didn't plan on redeeming them ever. So.
0: I know this is a sidebar, but I really hope somebody else moves into that building because that was the only movie theater in Maine with an IMAX screen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. We so, really liked it.
0: I'm sure some chain is going to move in there eventually when. Things the future gets a little brighter. Oh yeah, I'm every sure. like all the infrastructure there, including an IMAX screen,
1: mm-hmm. and it's all up to date. It's not like it needs a complete overhaul or anything. Oh yeah, so. everything was digital. Yeah.
0: Anyway, back to the movie. So Santa thinks tonight, maybe tonight could be the night, and urges Donner to give it quote the old college try. What's that? <laughs> I've been trying for years. <laughs> Well, maybe
1: tonight's the night. Come on, daughter. Let's give it that old college try. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so I know you have something to say about this. Where did the old college try phrase come from?
0: I just need you to set do the setups from now on. <laughs> but then you'll be set. Then in the future, you'll be setting me up for things that I haven't taken notes on. It's like, okay, where did? ho 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 come from it's like uh oh i don't have that in my notes
1: (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) the saying dates back to the uh, late 1900s and it actually originated with baseball players um if a player was for example attempting to catch like a fly ball that was far out of reach like in making the attempt for it that was uh giving it the old college try supposedly the phrase referred to the enthusiasm of an amateur athlete playing for his college team like you know like young and full of energy like come on let's do it Mm -hmm. babe ruth used to quote in his book in the early 20s and that's where it really became popularized and used as a general term and then it became known as a general term applied to any effort with limited chances of success very much like a reindeer who has never been able to do the super duper looper attempting on this christmas eve in 1983 to do the super duper looper
1: i knew it had to do with you know uh obviously you go to college you know you're you're enthusiastic to try things but i didn't realize it was like a sports thing though i guess that shouldn't surprise me almost everything around anything is related to sports somehow
0: Yeah, when Santa said that, I was like, oh, that's always a phrase that you've heard your whole life. You know, I've probably used it a few times. And I know, like, the Uh, context of, mm -mm. like, okay, this is, I'm probably going to fail doing this, but I'm going to give it a try. Mm -hmm. So I had to look it up and see what the origins were. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Santa pulls on the rein, laughs, and says, this may be it.
1: In the book you know we have a dancer and prancer looking at each other going here we go again you know and then blitzen looked over at his acrophobic friend donner with unspoken sympathy donner gulped and closed his eyes as they flew up and up and up donner was straining desperately to keep his courage together as he galloped through a steeper and steeper climb and then I have more, but we haven't gotten there yet. So you could tell that he's he's really trying. You know, he is desperately trying to do this for Joe and Santa.
0: Now I'm no. I, now I know it's probably something that was. I'm sure. I'm sure this was like the farthest thing from the writers' minds when they put this movie together in the '80s. But watching this seen particularly the next couple of minutes through the 2021 lens it does make me a little uneasy you know seeing a low-flying aircraft i know it's santa's sleigh but it's still a low-flying aircraft heading straight towards a building in new york city it's like kind of like (laughs) like it makes me a little uneasy
1: wait they're they're not just flying to any building though they're flying straight at the twin towers.
0: Oh my gosh, that makes that makes my observation even
1: worse. Oh no, oh
0: I man, I never realized that. that. I, didn't,
1: I didn't either until you said that, and I was like, wait a minute, there are, th- yeah, that is. is, oh they're my flying. God. That that didn't that didn't go what? Oh man, well. Oh. But anyway, Donner it was a more
0: it was a more innocent time. It was like more well, fanciful here, obviously.
1: We, well, I mean, as a nation, we never we never experienced. You know, we didn't experience anything like that until twenty years later. Oh
0: my gosh, I didn't even realize that that's the buildings they were heading yeah. towards. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Oof. I mean, I, a- anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it
1: is. Yeah, and because when you see them fly. When you change changes direction and you fly, you can see that it's the two buildings right next to each other. Ooh,
0: okay. Um, we we really brought the mood down this week. If you know, we, we did it a week or two ago. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> Merry it's Christmas, not our everybody. Fl-
1: it's not our
0: Happy salsa. holidays. Enjoy the movie the next time you watch it. No, 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 no.
1: No, man. Anyway, so they're flying up at at the building. And then all of a sudden, Donner covers his eyeballs with his ear. And they make a hard turn.
0: Yep. Joe's saying, whoa! And then at the last minute, Donner loses a nerve. He gets scared, covers his eye with his ears. Which you see him do uh, again. That that comes up again very shortly. Mm-hmm. And the whole team swerves back down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> My next note is... <laughs> I'll let you weigh in on this. Okay. Would there even have been enough room if this move was successful? Yeah. I feel like you would need a lot more open sky to pull off the super duper looper. So with all those buildings and whatnot around, would there even have been enough room to perform the looper?
1: Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. It would have been tight. I would think that they would rather try to do the super duper looper over the river.
0: I, I would think so as well.
1: I would think that would be a better place to try it because you'd have no buildings in your way, you know nothing really to to harm yourself and then if you fall out you'd land in the water <laughs> not on the ground <laughs> I know I know that physics would say that you would stay in your sleep, in your seat but I'm just saying you know if something went wrong and you <laughs> fell out then. You'd land in the river, not in the road. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and my next question is, if the Looper had succeeded, would things have fallen out of the sleigh, or would like the momentum push you back in your no. seat like on a roller coaster?
1: No, it would. things wouldn't have fallen out, because they would have been pushed against the bottom of the sleigh as they were going up and around. Physics.
0: But the stunt does not work, and both Santa and Joe... Let out a disappointed. Let's do it at the same time. Aww. Oh! And then our minute ends. It's like the sleigh is like starting to come down a little bit.
1: So I have a, a little that the book explains as well. Um, so they were going steeper and steeper climbing. And then suddenly Donner shook his head and gave in to his panic, plunging forward and down again and the other reindeer thrown off balance had no choice but to follow and then this is this is just prancer and dancer glanced at each other the look that flashed between them this time was disgust he screwed it up again can you believe that dancer and prancer
0: what are you big bullies I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I feel so bad for Donner. And it doesn't get any better from here.
1: No! The, I can't believe that. I mean, my, my respect for Dancer and Prancer just went out the window. They flew out of the sleigh. You know, I was just so mad at them. I was like, how could you do this to poor Donner? He is your brother.
0: This is is the most shocking minute of the movie so far for a number of reasons.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, I just, I felt so bad. I just feel so bad for Donner. He gets no respect. I think the only one that feels anything for him is Blitzen. And, of course, they've been together for longer, but still. You know, like...
0: So with that disappointed, oh, our episode's coming to an end. Just like our audience, I'm sure they're disappointed, like, oh, it's over already?
1: <laughs> I know, it was, uh, It's you know, it's actually shorter than I was anticipating. I thought this minute was going to be a little bit longer, but this was, this was, um this was quite a minute. Yes. There were a lot of highs and a lot of lows, <laughs> and I, uh, I don't know, I... <laughs>
0: Thanks for ruining this minute for me, though. I'm
1: so, I know i I am sorry, um, and obviously we have full respect for nine um, eleven tragedy and everything. Oh yeah, and definitely. It, it's just like I couldn't believe that they it just happened to be it just this was purely coincidental that Santa is flying to do a super duper looper towards the twin towers. You know, in 1983, three there is no way they would have known that in 2001, those towers wouldn't be there anymore. Like, those towers were going to be there forever, you know? So this is, it's quite crazy that, that we just noticed that this one time after watching this movie how many times and watching these minutes how many times.
0: Well, that shot goes by very, very quickly.
1: It does. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope Donner starts to feel better after this. I mean, I, I am very upset with Dancer and Prancer, but luckily it isn't just Santa and the reindeer this year. There is Joe with him. So maybe Donner will start to feel better in the next minute.
0: I hope so. Come back next mm-hmm. week and see how Donner's doing. <laughs> so, Ben, where can people find us on the social media in case they want to follow us? You
1: can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Santa Minute. And you can also email us if you have any feedback or anything to say about any of our minutes. SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com
0: And as always, Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. I stumbled. I I, I I messed up the landing just like Donner did. <laughs> oh, now Santa and Joe are going, Aww. Oh. And Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes for free!